Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And now, 106.3 WORD proudly presents Hot Rods and Happy Hours. Bringing custom car and hot rod enthusiasts together for a weekly chat. Here are your hosts, Rob Pitts and Odd Rod. Live and local on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts with my co-host, Odd Rod. What's going on, Otter? What are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about what's going on in Dallas, Rob. I want to tell you something. There's a lot of talk. I want to tell you, if you're any kind of car guy whatsoever, you've heard about all the things going on in Dallas right now. Where's Aaron Kaufman headed next? Gas Monkey Garage. Big drama in the big city. Big drama on Discovery Channel? Uh, you Never. Would, you wouldn't think that. That's crazy talk. You wouldn't think it. There's a lot of rumors, Aaron, though. After being at the shop for 13 years, Aaron out. I mean, everybody's talking about this. Talking about, is Aaron starting his own shop? I think that's plausible. You know, I don't think he's going to start his own shop, but the thing you do have to remember is he actually had his own shop and still has a shop in Dallas. Yeah, I mean, he's doing this long before Gas Monkey, um, which we saw him on Overhaul, which that's a little touchy subject. That's another touchy subject That's a touchy subject right there. But what about, I heard a rumor of Aaron working at Austin Speed Shop. Well, I actually have a friend of mine who's in Dallas that told me that Aaron Kaufman's truck has been seen at Austin Speed Shop. And if you don't know, Austin Speed Shop is owned by Jesse James. Who happens to hate Richard Rawlings. With a passion. So um, that, that could be entertaining. And, and the thing you got to think about, though, when you see things like this, is this is drama. This right here is more than normal drama. This is Discovery Channel Pilgrim Studios drama. Oh, yeah. I mean, these are the big dogs uh, building ratings here is what this is. Well, I mean, you got to think about it. They're building hype right now. They're loving this. Oh, absolutely. I mean, everybody who's in the car industry has their eyes toward Gas Monkey Garage right now. Well, you got to think about it. It's so funny now. Usually, you know, California is the mecca of everything car. Right now, everybody wants to know about Aaron in Dallas. Oh, yeah. I mean, even, uh, even Richard Rawlings said the website crashed when they released this information. You couldn't even go to their website. And I, I even checked it out for myself. You couldn't go. The website was down because of all the traffic trying to find out what's going on. They literally broke the internet. They broke the internet. You know, Kardashian tried that one time. Didn't work out. But, you know, Kaufman. Aaron, Aaron Kaufman. Did. <laughs> the bearded wonder did maybe, it. Maybe she should have grew a beard. <laughs> I guess so. But then there's another rumor that I like, too. Aaron Kaufman going and joining forces with Casey Matthews. Well, this is another one about Casey. And, you know, I don't want to throw fuel on a fake fire, but... That being said, Casey has built one hell of a shop. Oh, absolutely. He's got a great business going over there. They actually built a C10 for SEMA that was absolutely gorgeous. And, and, and for those who don't, some great work. For those who don't re- remember, Casey was actually the original painter at Gas Monkey Garage. He was the original paint body guy for Gas Monkey. And he was, I mean, absolutely great painter. And I think he became even better once he left the shop, well, once he left Gas Monkey. I mean, I don't think he really had too much pull in any of the builds. Or he was just a painter. He yeah, I mean, he just... Painted green. Yep. He paints it. And, and he had a problem with that, and I think Aaron did also. And I have an interesting theory 
This is this is a odd rod theory. This is an odd. You heard it here first, folks. Oh, odd yeah. rods prediction. We're talking about Aaron Kaufman leaving Gas Monkey Garage. This is odd rods theory. Could it be that this is just one big marketing ploy? And I mean, what I mean by that, you know, Richard he owns Misfits Garage, and he's starting a new TV show. Uh, what's it called? The uh, Garage. It's, it's kind of like a bar rescue type show. Yeah, Garage Rescue. I think that's actually what it's called. He's starting that. So like that, could uh, they be starting a new shop with Aaron to bring the and all this drama is just to bring the ratings up? It could very possibly be. The thing you got to remember, folks, on this here reality TV, that there's not much real reality in it anymore. I don't know. And and you know they're going they're going to you know cook up the drama whenever they can. And you got to think about it. This is the best marketing tool ever. They have people going all over the internet. They have people just eating out of the palms of their hands, wanting to get some information on this. Oh, it's. I mean, we're talking about here on a local radio station, Greenville, South Carolina, and then you got. Every website that's automotive related, every podcast, every everybody has got on this subject, and it's it's big. Well, it's a big thing. I'll be honest with you. There's not a soul in the car community that hasn't seen Gas Monkey Garage Fast and Loud. Oh, absolutely. And but I was reading this little interesting article. At the peak, Gas Monkey Garage had two million viewers. Two million viewers, Rob. Now they're down to one million viewers. Got to do something there. Got to do something. But, I mean, if they are doing this... Richard Rollins has got to buy that hair gel with something. Absolutely. If they are doing this, this is a very big kept secret. If if Aaron is going on, if he's still associated with Gas Monkey, associated with Richard Rollins, and they're doing something big, and this is all a big ratings ploy, they're keeping this a very well kept secret. Because, I mean, even Richard Rollins, he said this to Aaron. He released this on the website. This is a direct quote. From Richard Rawlings, it says, and to Aaron, I would like to sincerely express my appreciation for the 13 years you put into Gas Monkey Garage. We worked long and hard from the bottom to the top. Not every day was good, and we had our share of disagreements. But it has all been a hell of a ride, and I would not change a minute of it. Neither of us could have achieved this without the other. Thank you, sir. And, you know, I think he's saving grace right there. I think my theory is I think Aaron's got a little fed up with it. And I'll be honest with you, when you got a camera following you around, and car cu- car culture has changed so much oh, in the last ten years, and it's because of shows like this. Well, they've gained in popularity. These guys are rock stars. These guys are just like you know, just a celebrity you would see on NBS, NBC or CBS or something like that. These guys can't go to the grocery. Dave Kendig don't go to the grocery store anymore. Dave no. Kendig goes home and goes to work because anywhere else he goes, he gets flocked. Kind of like us here in Greenville, right? Not really. <laughs> We're working toward it. We're working toward it. But you're absolutely right. I mean, Aaron Kaufman is, and Richard Rawlings, of course, they're celebrity. Everywhere they go, it's a nonstop. I mean, people want to be around them and everything, and I'm sure you get a little fed up with that. Well, I mean, it gets tiring after a while. You, you Everybody wants some me time. Exactly. You know, I mean, we're talking about Aaron Kaufman. We're talking about him leaving Gas Monkey Garage. You know, even the Discovery Channel, and this is, this is going to... Uh, bring some strength to all of these theories, I think. Discovery Channel released this statement. They said, Aaron has chosen to make this season of Fast and Loud his last. He has been a valued member of the Discovery family for over five years. We wish him the best and hope to continue to work with him. Stay tuned. That little stay tuned, I like that. Well, and this is the next thing, too. 
He's he's decided this is his last season of Fast and Loud. Yeah, Fast and Loud. Okay, so and another thing you have to think about <laughs> him leaving, you know, Discovery Channel. His contract was out now. They yeah. did say that, yeah. but this is the thing: him leaving that show. All they're doing is setting him up to do something else. Absolutely. And who's not going to watch it? For one, you know, they dropped that little promo trailer January 16th. You know, Gas Monkey will never be the same. Every eye is going to be on that show January 16th. I know I'll be watching it. Oh, yeah. So, ratings through the roof there. Well, now all our eyes are over on Aaron Kaufman. So, the first time, uh, you know, Discovery makes a hint that he's dropping a show, guess what? All eyes on it, too. So Discovery Channel wins in two directions here. Well, it's really hard for Discovery Channel not to win. And I'll be honest with you, with all the uh, contracts and gag orders and things like that they put on people, nobody's really talking about this. So it's all speculation at this point. But I'm going to tell you something. It's anybody's guess right now and where he's going to end up or whatever, but I'm sure it'll be great. Oh, yeah. And we're going to be talking about this more in our next segment. We got more uh, more theories, more speculations to come. And then we're a little deeper into Gas Monkey Garage and Aaron Kaufman also. Absolutely. And then, you know, next we got a guest that will be coming in a little bit later tonight who's a local racer because we're going to hit on a, another TV show, another reality series. Straight uh, Outlaws, Street guys. Outlaws. Stay tuned. You're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour 1063 WORD. Is Hot Rods at Happy Hour. Hit our Facebook and Instagram links at 1063WORD.com. Getting eight miles to the gallon and loving every minute of it. This is Hot Rods and Happy Hour with Rob and Odd Rod on 1063WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. We're talking about the Gas Monkey Garage saga with the Bearded Wonder. Odd Rod. Man, let's talk about why Aaron left. Like, I have some speculations. Of course, rumor mills have speculations. Uh, I think one of the things... I think and you know us. We don't want to spread no rumors. Oh, no, no, not us. Never. I think one of the reasons why he left, I think uh, he's tired of this, all this uh, made-for-TV builds, you know? Well, I'm going to tell you something. You call Gas Monkey Garage right now and tell them you want to build a car and see what they tell you. Well, and, and that's true. But, I mean, we've seen it back... You remember, uh, what was the car he built for himself? The Falcon. Yeah. Uh, all right. Do you remember the conversation, uh, you know, the TV conversation that Aaron and Richard had on that car? R- uh, Richard wanted to spin that car, get sold. You know, he had a guy lined up kind of might be interested in buying it. And Aaron wanted the car. So Aaron came to him and said, hey, I want to take my time on this. I want to build it for myself. So it got a better treatment than it was going to get. And I think Aaron throughout time has wanted to build cars better than what he was allowed to. And keep in mind, folks, that, you know, this is some more TV drama for you. Aaron was supposedly the part of the deal was he was going to make payments on this car. Yeah. Aaron Kaufman has a net worth of over $3 million. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he had to I'm make pretty sure he, I'm pretty sure he could swing a 63 Falcon <clears throat> if he needed to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, that's just it. I mean, this guy, he's a talented guy. Aaron Kaufman's a very, very talented guy. I got a little background story. Do you know why Aaron Kaufman grew his beard? I do not, Rob. And it wasn't because of Duck Dynasty. Mm. Aaron Kaufman got in a little bit of trouble before the show came on the air, Fast and Loud. And his thing was, while he was on probation, that he was not going to shave. So he's still on probation? No, he's actually off of probation now, but now everybody knows him as the bearded wonder, so he keeps it. Yeah, that's a good thing. So, I mean, that's actually pretty interesting. Um, 
You know, so was he tired of these builds, though? I don't think he was tired of these builds. This is the thing you got to think about about Gas Monkey Garage. You don't go have a car built at Gas Monkey. Gas Monkey Garage is a TV show and is a byproduct. They spit out cars. Yeah. I mean, and they do. I mean, we've seen the, uh, well, the Pantera at SEMA that he's hoping to sell, I'm sure. Well, he had the Pantera and also the 49 Chevrolet truck they built also. For Mobile One that they gave away. Yeah. So these are giveaway cars. I mean, he, he built the Camaro for Sonic. I mean, these cars are just, they're passing them on. These Just like Orange County Choppers built a chopper there for this. There you go. You see the pattern. The pattern. <laughs> and I mean, and, and that's the thing that I, that you got to remind people. You know, I want a car that's built by Gas Monkey Garage. Good luck, because we probably never get one. <laughs> yeah, unless it hits the auction block at Barrett-Jackson, you're right. You probably never get one. So, with that being said, do you think that maybe Aaron was tired of being the laughing stock of TV shows? And, you know, and that's another thing you got to think about. When you take pride in your craft, ultimately, you put, you know, being on television with your craft really up there, really high. Absolutely. And now that he's to that point, he's realized it's really not that great. Oh, oh no. I mean, the, now the cars they build, like we saw the Pantera at SEMA. It's a nice car. It is a nice car. But it's It's also a car they're looking to sell. Do you think that 49 Chevy was on the same level as that Pantera? That 49 Chevrolet was gorgeous. That truck was slick as glass. Well, I will I will attest for the forty nine Chevrolet truck. Well, that's because uh, you know Mike Coyle's now a sweet paint job as well. But well, I mean, you know, and it's it's a great vehicle all around. And the Pantera was a nice car. There's nothing wrong other than when the forklift hit it, but it's a nice car. But, you know, and I I deal with this in in what I do for a living being a graphic designer. You know, there are times that I have to compromise what my capabilities for the budget or for the time frame involved. And it gets tiresome. It it wears you down. So do you think Aaron was maybe facing a little bit of that? Well, this is the thing you got to think about. A lot of that, what you see, is actually prefabricated drama, but there is some stresses with that. And another thing you got to think about, when you're running a business and you're building cars, I mean, running a shop in general, I can tell you firsthand, sometimes, you know, you'd like to spend a little more time or you'd like to go the extra mile, but the budget's just not there for it. Yeah, and guys, if you're just tuning in, we're talking about Aaron leaving Gas Monkey Garage. You know, we've all heard about this. And we're talking about, you know, speculations around that and why he left. What I mean, another aspect we can look at is here, Maybe it's just time, like we talked about in our last segment, that time for Aaron to spread his little bearded wings. You know, <laughs> I, mean, I can't look at you with a straight face when you when you do that. That just kills me every time. <laughs> well, and, and this is the thing. I think he's moving on. Rich Rollins has several other projects. He has a lot of irons in the fire. Of course, he's got you know his little spinoff with Misfit Garage, and then he's got his new Garage Rehab spinoff show. Right. And who knows where Aaron's going to pop up? You know, we were talking about earlier about Casey Matthew having a web series and things like that. So many different things. And I'll be honest with you, maybe Aaron might want to take a break. You ever thought about that? He does have a shop of his own in Dallas. Oh, absolutely. And Rob, you have a little insight and understanding of this. Aaron was and is a valuable TV asset, you know, to Gas Monkey Garage, to Fast and Loud. And the reason being is that, you know, it's hard to find a talent such as Aaron that can also turn around and hop right in front of the camera and be a superstar as well. Well, this is something you got to understand. They can find the best car builders in the world. But finding a car builder that has that personality, that's where the catch is. So, you know, that being said, we've all known this. You know, Richard's kind of the money of the operation. Aaron is the, I would say he's kind of the comic relief, but he's also the brains of the operation. So do you think they'll be able to find and replace that? Oh, I assure you, there's a character out there, and there's probably already one in his spot. 
<laughs> I mean, easily replaceable, huh? Well, I won't say easily replaceable, but uh, I promise you, Discovery Channel will find him if he's out there. You know, and, and Richard Richard Rawlings released this statement on uh, on his website, and I, I think it's a good a good wrap up to everything involved here. Yeah, Richard said to our fans, I want to say thanks for all the continued support all these years and keep watching because we aren't going anywhere. Uh, wishing nothing but good luck to Aaron and all past, current, and future monkeys. So, you know, maybe it is just that. You know, maybe Aaron, you know, for whatever reason, is ready to just move on and start a new project. And, you know, maybe get out from under Richard's uh, shadow, if you will, and be his own person. Well, I mean, Richard, say what you want to. Richard really gave him... Some wings. I mean, he really put the focus on his talent. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean yeah. He, he, a little, a little background story. Talking about you know the uh, Gas Monkey Garage thing. It was so funny. I actually read Richard Rollins' book. I'm probably like the, the, one of three people that have. <laughs> but I actually read that book cover to cover, and it was so interesting because Richard, all he really set out to do was get a TV show. Yep. yep. And and when Discovery Channel and Pilgrim Studios came through, there was no Gas Monkey Garage. It had been closed for two months. They had two weeks to start a shop where they could start filming. So he brought Aaron back because they were already working together. They brought Aaron back, and they got a few you know people. And you notice those guys in the first episodes, you don't see them anymore. They were just kind of like a ragtag bunch. But the thing that was interesting about it, the sign that you see on the front of the green building behind Phipps Automotive right there, that sign was actually put up the night before they started filming. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't realize that. You know, this show, I mean, it almost didn't happen. You no, know? Well, I mean, he tried for years. He actually, it talks in the book that he <laughs> that he called Pilgrim Studios every week for two years pitching this show to him. And if you go on YouTube, you can actually still see some of the original demo reels that they filmed for Gas Monkey Garage. And, you know, and that's what makes that show so successful. And a lot of people... A lot of people flat out don't like Richard Rawlings, but they still tune into the they show. They love to hate him. Yeah, they love to hate him because they still tune into the, the show. The same reason people don't like Ric Flair. You know <laughs> I mean? They love to hate him. <laughs> but, I mean, he is a marketing genius. You know, he had an idea, and he pitched it, and he pitched it, and he knew it was going to go places. Well, the thing that's cool about it, you got to think about it, they put Gas Monkey Garage on everything. Oh, absolutely. He's got that Gene Simmons kiss approach to merchandising. Oh, wow, well, it's the same approach I take. Look at how Rod Snappy are. Well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, if, I'm it, saying. if it works, don't, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Absolutely. I mean, but he has. You know, he's got the you know the Gas Monkey Bar and Grill. So I don't, I don't think Aaron Levin is going to affect the show whatsoever. Um, but like we talked about before, ratings are about to go up. Yeah, well, yeah, it's going to go through the roof, and Richard Rollins' stock is going to go through the roof right behind it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it was a great move, um, you know, and I want to hear what our fans have to say about this, you know, all our listeners. Oh, yeah, that's just right, guys. I'll I th- tell you I think what. we can call them fans. I think because, so. Well, yeah. We'll use that term loosely. <laughs> I think they love to hate us, too. <laughs> All right, guys. i tell you what. Tell us what you think about it on Facebook and on the website at 1063WORD.com. And coming up, coming up next, we're going to be, uh, Chris Becker is going to be in here. We're going to be talking to him, and we're going to be talking That's about. That's Butterbilt Customs. Yeah, That's the world's fastest 240SX. <laughs> and we're also going to be talking about what's going on in the Midwest. Probably the only 240 without a Paul Walker sticker. Guys, you're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour Radio on 1063WORD. Never miss Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Listen on demand. Hit the podcast link at 1063WORD.com. 
Whether it's four on the floor or three on the tree, this is Hot Rods and Happy Hour with Rob and Odd Rod 1063 WORD. All right, guys, I want to welcome everybody back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour Radio. Odd Rod, what are we talking about, bud? Well, we're going to stick around in the Midwest here. We're talking about what's going on in Oklahoma. Oklahoma in the 405? Yeah, oh, yeah, the Street Outlaws. Street Outlaws. I'll tell you what, if anything in the world has promoted street racing, these guys have done it. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the NHRA. They've made it the cool thing to do. Oh, yeah. The NHRA pitched a fit about it when the show first dropped. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, and I'll be honest with you, because they're taking money from them. <laughs> they don't like that. Oh, they don't like getting money took from them? That's I'll crazy. tell you what, guys, we got us a special guest correspondent, guest host in the studio, and he's going to shed a little light from the local <clears throat> standpoint on Street Outlaws. We got Mr. Chris Becker with Better Built Customs. Right, thanks for coming in, Chris. What's up, man? Oh, man, just hanging out, talking about cars. So, Street Outlaws, real, fake, TV drama? Hmm? Hmm? If you, I really think you may need to talk to someone if you think it's real. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I mean, there are real cars, and they're really going down a, you know, road. I won't go ahead and tell you something. Street Outlaws is fake, and Santa Claus is too, kids. Oh, that's, that's heartbreaking. So you say it's fake. I'm going to say it's halfway real. Chris, what do you think? Well, in my experience, them racing... That's real. Hmm. Like they're really racing their car down the road against people, but the risk that is projected, I don't think is there. Um, I think it's sanctioned. It's blocked off. I mean, everything's set up to where it's safer. It's not like what some of us do. You know, <laughs> um, I don't know if I could say that. Do not incriminate yourself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there, um, are, there are statues of limitations on the yeah. state. And Hot Rods and Hat Power does not support street racing. <laughs> just but I, it's, I, they're really racing. I mean, they are. They're putting their cars on the road, and they're doing their thing. That's uh, It's hard for me to say much about it, but I know that, you know, it's not like real street racing is. Well, and, and and I think it's as real as it could possibly be. Exactly. As yeah. safe as it can be. Well, we got to think about the liabilities there. Yep. Discovery Channel is not going to tie themselves to something where somebody's going to get killed. Exactly. I or mean, there's danger. Or, and yeah, the, I, I think the, the, the things that kill me about Street Outlaws is the races are great. The coverage is excellent. Mm-hmm. You know, the cameras and the lights and all that stuff makes it so much better than sitting out at a street race in the dark just looking for taillights. Yeah. But the thing that kills me the most is like when the cops roll up. Yeah. That is so fake. I don't feel like that part's real. <laughs> you don't, you don't feel, you, really? No, no, that, no. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I, I, I mean, I think we got to take the show as entertainment value as what it is. I mean, me and my wife watch, uh, what's it, the zombie show, uh, The Walking Dead. Yeah. I, I don't those think, aren't real? No. It's crazy. Those aren't real at all. I really thought those were real. <laughs> I had to break your heart. Really? But, no, I mean, I take it for the same value I take that show. Is just don't tell good. my wife that. <laughs> Way to go. She's crying. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, but, I mean, I, you just got to take the show as a good entertainment value. You know, it covers a subject that we love, and we're talking about street outlaws here, but it covers a subject that we love, you know, whether it's real or fake or not. It's, it's just entertainment. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's entertainment, and of course, you know, Discovery's going to brew up some drama with it, and you got to have it, because I'll be honest with you, nobody would watch those shows but Car Guys if it wasn't for the drama. Yeah. And, sure. and, and, and in, in, in their defense, Street Outlaws, when those guys got started, when they had cash days and things like that, that was legit as it came. They actually really did race street yeah. cars on the street for money. Yeah. Well, I remember back in, like, season one when, like, Farm Truck was, you know, a contender. 
Yeah, he was done well, good on there. He's a contender now. Farm truck is a character. Yeah. Yep. He's 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 the he's the heel. He's you been know? molded. <laughs> he's you know he's not the gatekeeper. He's farm truck. And I mean, I think he's working on being a gatekeeper again. Though. Well, yeah, I did. I seen that the other day. Yeah. Um, I still watch it. I love the show. Oh, it's but, a great show. I mean, I'm yeah. going to watch it, but you know, I just, it's just are you are you having difficulties? Yeah. Not really sure what happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're good. And it's man drag races, but he's having a hell of a time with a rolling chair right now. My seat's mounted. <laughs> this one's moving. Note to self. Yeah. All right, yeah, can we get racing seats in the I studio? I need a harness. <laughs> we harness in this yeah, thing. This guy definitely needs a harness <laughs> and a helmet. You see the tip of that stuff? <laughs> I think he's on a dump mode. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, let's talk about the cars. I mean, you've seen some of these cars in person. I've seen mm-hmm. a couple of them myself. Or you think they are as fast as TV makes them out to be? Or oh, yeah. You think so? Well, they have to be with what they have invested in those cars. And we were at PRI a couple weeks ago and seeing some in person, and those things are legit. They really are. It's, there's so much money in them. I mean, it, it's a pro modified nothing that a normal car. person can do. Right, right. You know, you'd have to have some serious sponsors, backup money. I would guarantee a couple hundred thousand dollars easily to start one of those things. All right, Chris, I'm going to ask you this question. Do you think the A64 has anything for the 405? Now, I feel like if we was to take one of them to the spot where I know where to go to do things you're not, I can't talk about, <laughs> I feel like we'd have a chance off the trailer. If we was to go off the trailer, no, one prep, them, no testing, no, no lights, no... Well, they do a burnout, prep burnout, just right. like we would, and we hit that thing on the street, which they got... These traction control units that are computers will help the car hook no matter what surface they get on. Right. So that's going to suck, and they probably will win, but I feel like it will be better than... You think you could take on the bottom five? Mm, I would like to try. When my car's dialed in, I think it'd be fun to try. I mean, well, you got to think about <laughs> yeah. you got to think about the bottom five. What do you got? You got, what, the death trap? I mean, that Bottom five the- season now... Those are rough. <laughs> right now, it's a little rough. Season one, when they were normal like us? Yeah. Heck yeah. Well, <laughs> I want to be a cocky uh, individual here, and this is coming from the guy with a 4,500-pound station wagon. But uh, I want to be the cocky one say the 864 has got something for the 405. I, th- I think we got some contenders. There's fast cars everywhere, and they have some really fast cars, and, and they have really fast race cars. Let me Let me clarify that. You know, a pro-modified drag car is not a street car by any stretch of the no. imagination. That no. car does not have a title. It was born in a five-gallon bucket of rosin. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not It's not a 69, you know, Pontiac GTO that they pulled out and they built a drag car out of it. That are, you know, that that is a drag car. It's purpose-built. You have Jeff Lutz. This is the thing that tickles me the most. And I'm, I might be showing my age a little bit, but you know, we got Jeff Lutz. I mean, he's Mr. Pro Mod, 200-mile-an-hour streetcar, drives it cross-country. And just kills them on the tracks with these cars. Well, I mean, he's actually run the uh, Hot Rod Drag Weeks several times over. He's won he's it won every it. time. Yeah. I mean, he's just that guy. I mean, famous race car builder. I mean, builds beautiful cars, and he's working his way up the list. It tickles mm-hmm. me. I mean, Jeff Lutz should be able to knock them out one by one by one. So, I mean, and I, I don't know if that's going to be on, on TV drama, you think, or... Or do you think? I mean, you would think Jeff. Well, they have been trying to hold him back for, well, as far as the drama part of it, they have been trying to keep him from racing. I I think the biggest thing that keeps Jeff Lutz back on that show is he's not a character. Yeah, he's just quiet. He's a little bit there for everybody. You know, he's that guy. He's all over the place on it. You know, he's not not a trash talker. He's not any of that stuff. You know, he just pulls his hat down a little bit lower and walks up Mm -hmm. the list. 
Well, I'm gonna say this, and for those tuning in, we're talking about talking about street outlaws, and you know the TV show, real fake, made for TV drama. But I'm gonna say this: this TV show has done something great. It's allowed people like you, Chris, to start the eight six four cash days yep. and make it as big as it's becoming and as big as it's going to get. This show has really opened the doors for that. I completely agree with you. I mean, you're seeing no preparations pop up all over the place. Like, they were even talking about the one uh, just recently on the show down in Texas that was offering the mm-hmm. $75,000 pot. Yep. You had people from around the, you know, around the country coming to that. That wasn't around, what, three, four years ago? No, not at all. Well, it's- you got to think the money that's going into this. And now you got to think about, you have sponsors turning their ways to this. Yep. And it's so funny how the times have changed. Used to, you had contingency sponsors on the side of your car. Now you wear their T-shirt. Yep. It's so funny. 20 sponsors on one T-shirt that pays as much as what one on the whole side of a car used to, just to be on a little spot on shirt. That blows my mind, though. It's so funny. I've never seen T-shirts with, like, Holly Systemax on them so big in my life. Yep. Holly EFI. Yeah, but when you turn the shirt around. Exactly. But when you turn the the shirt around and Murder Nova's on the back, everybody's going to own it. Yep. So, you know, it's a no-brainer for someone like NX to pitch out some major money. For sure. Have, or precision, like they're doing their turbos and stuff. Uh, absolutely. Like yeah, you see precision turbos all over everything. Yeah. Now. I mean, you can't look, or you can't even watch that show without seeing precision turbos anymore. Yeah. So, Chris, real quick, who's your favorite driver on Street Outlaws? Asian. Really? Right? I honestly think I, Asian I is my favorite. He's my favorite character. I mean, he's just more, I think if you met that guy in person, that's who he would be is who he is on the show. He seems like a genuine guy. Exactly. Him like and Farm Truck are my favorite ones. All right, so I got to talk about something that aggravates me about Street Outlaws. They're cheesy hooks. You know what I'm talking about. It takes five minutes to race a three-second race. <laughs> I have a problem with that. What do you, what do you guys They're say? building suspense, though. This is a television show. It takes production. Yeah, but, I mean, come on. Every time, it's like you can see it coming. Kind of like the hook we're about to deliver. Possibly so. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we're talking with Chris Becker. We're talking about street outlaws. Chris Becker is also hosting the 864 Cash Days. I tell you what, guys, stay tuned to Hot Rods and Happy Hour because we're going to be interviewing him next about 864 Cash Days. All right, stay tuned. 1063 WORD. Nitro for your ears. Tank is full on Hot Rods and Happy Hour with Rob Pitts and Odd Rod. On 1063 WORD. Get it, boy. Grab your radio and hold on. This is where speed and horsepower rules. Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Live and local with Rob and Odd Rod on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. I'm Rob Pitts. And I happen to be Odd Rod. I tell you what, we got a real special guest in the studio tonight. We got Chris Becker with Better Built Customs. Chris, how you doing, buddy? Chris? I'm good, you guys. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what. I mean, you know, we were talking about the whole street racing scene with the Street Outlaws guys and how popular it's made that. I mean, you got people going away from NHRA and bracket racing and all that and going to these no-prep style races and things like that. So, I mean, you're a local guy, so we really want to bring that out there. And you actually host a race, a yearly race, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. What's, so tell us about tell us about 864 Cash Days. Um, well, it started out as a no-prep race. Um, out in Wear Shoals, which well, it started off as a no prep race out in Wear Shoals, and we actually had advertisements on the radio and stuff for it and all, and we done another one. That one had a pretty good turnout. I didn't expect it to be as good as it was, honestly. Um, so we done another one at Wear Shoals again, and now we're just branching out. We're going to start taking it all over the place. You know, we want to take it like down to Commerce is going to be the next one. Um, we'll do it there. We'll just call it. We we'll put eight six four on it. 
That way we try to get everybody around the 864 involved with it and bring more people out to racing because it was just getting dead. You know, the local tracks were. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I think bracket racing is for bracket racers. Yeah. I mean, you know, they may bring their wife and kids with them, and that's about it. Yeah, you don't get a following for that You don't get spectators for bracket racing. Yeah, and it's just the same thing over and over and over and over. So with our stuff, it's a little bit more crazy. You never know what's going to happen or who's going to come and bet money and all that good stuff. So So you got people betting money on these races also. Oh, yeah. And a purse. Yep. Man, that's wild. So tell us about the classes. Um, most of them that we do is pretty basic. The small tire, the small tire, big tire. Um, we started a no cage class, which I never heard of anybody else having, but we had a bunch of people with slower cars that couldn't really compete with the fast small tire cars because everything's got so advanced now. So we started one called the no cage class, which limits them to a seven, seven thirty nine, seven forty at most. Um, <clears throat> that's the where people can bring these daily driver cars that they're out spending seventy eighty grand on a bone stock car, but it, it's fast enough to compete, you know, with some cars on the track, but not with everybody that's heavy in the racing. So, so I mean, you can actually take run what you brung, basically. Yeah, um, as long as it's not faster than a seven thirty nine, seven forty. That's cars that you can drive to the track. Daily drivers, you know, that people soup up to drive. So, what kind of purses for that class? Um, normally, it's our, well, the first two that we done, we done a fifty dollar buy in, and then so if there's ten people enter it, that's five hundred dollars up for the pot, and then we add another five hundred on top of that, and they race for a thousand dollars. So they pay to come in this race, pay fifty bucks. If they win, they leave with a thousand dollars in their pocket, you know, and drive that's, away. In the well, that's pretty race. awesome. That's actually better money than you would in a bracket <clears throat> race car. Exactly. All right. And you do it one night. You know, <laughs> exactly. you got to prepare for it. You drive your car there, race, and if you win, you win. If you didn't, you paid fifty dollars. Can they run time. slicks or anything on these cars? Um, yeah, on that one you can. Um, we don't put rules on the tire on the no cage just because the time limits the car. They go any faster than that, they knock them out, they get disqualified. Exactly. So the bracket racers actually would benefit being able to come and run in this class because if they can dial in a seven thirty nine, so they could bring time, their bracket card and run it in this exactly. class. But the people that are, it's more designed for daily drivers. But a bracket racer could benefit from it and make some money with it, but they you don't pay that, attention to us. You got that seven forty so. consistent car. <clears throat> yeah, you'll win it. That's what I'm saying. That's what it's all about. All right, guys. We're talking to Chris Becker. We've got him here in the studio with us. And Chris, I, I want to know a little bit more about the race coming up in Atlanta. Okay, um, pretty much we're just doing another one. We want to go to a bigger facility, something right. nice, you know, something that it will look really good when you get there. It's more presentable. It's NHRA track, so it's safer. Um, there's a lot more safety going on with that track than any of the other ones around here. Right. Um, and Mike Savage, he's the guy over the place. He's doing really good with prep. It's the only place that I've been able to launch my car on a lot of boosts and hook. You know, I normally could never hit it hard at all anywhere else. Just spin. I went out there and blew my rear end up. Yeah. Well, Mike runs a pretty tight ship down there at Atlanta. He does. Yeah. He's, he's a cool guy. We actually called some races down at Commerce. Oh, okay. And we got to meet him. He's a really super cool yeah, guy. Yeah, he is a good dude. Yeah. You know, I found that out. That's the only place I can get my card launched, too, Rob. It's the only place it ever did launch. <laughs> <laughs> launch, blew up. All kinds of stuff happened down there. No, uh, oh, did you say lunch or launch? I said launch. Oh, thank sorry. you. Sorry, thank you. That was that was cute. Was that a fat joke? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't supposed to laugh at that. <laughs> it's, it's bad when the producer laughs at you. All right. So I'll tell you what, Chris Becker. I think the biggest question. I was thinking of some questions I need to ask Chris Becker with the juggernaut. First of all, where'd you come up with that name? Um, actually, my buddy Austin Chapman come up with that. Um, he's big into comics and video games and stuff like that. 
and I just made a post on Facebook because I couldn't figure out what I want to call it. Got a bunch of people in there, so I posted and said, want a name for my car, what y'all got? Paul and, Walker's Death Wish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too fast, too furious. <laughs> I don't know if that's appropriate being that he did die in a car, but... <laughs> um, Great. Yeah. There's a lot of Fast and Furious fans pissed off right now because... Yeah. <laughs> Probably Austin. Austin's going to be more upset than anyone. There's somebody in a green eclipse is so mad at you right now. <laughs> Definitely. Well, He's probably about to go miss second gear pissed off when he leaves here. <laughs> um, but... Um, the Juggernaut, it came from the Marvel, I guess. Is that the Marvel uh, company? Their little dude, he's bright orange, and he's unstoppable. They call him the unstoppable Juggernaut. And he can run through walls. He does all this junk. He's, well, hopefully, he's just you're not, hopefully you're not running through any walls. Yeah, let's not do that. Let's yeah. keep but it between the walls. We'll yeah. call the walls other people's cars. <laughs> gotcha. In a sense. Gotcha, gotcha, <laughs> Or gotcha. ETs, we'll yeah. say. I, I, don't, I don't know a lot about comic books. I was kind of more interested in being popular oh, in high school, so I didn't know anything <laughs> yeah. about that. Yeah, he failed at both. <laughs> <laughs> Miserably. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the car, Chris. Um, it's now, it's got a dark 408 block in it with some... Uh, trick flow, 245 heads, twin turbo. Um, the setup in the car is good for 2,500 horsepower, but I don't got it nowhere near that right now. I don't have the fuel for it. I got fuel for about 15 to 1,800, and then the transmission for about the same. So we're going to keep it around that power. And keep this in mind, everybody on the radio that don't know, the juggernaut. This is in a, what, mid-90s 240? Yes, yeah, a 95 240SS. A 1995 240SS. The car your girlfriend drove to high school. Yeah. Or me. Well, yeah, I, they, had one, I had one of those, too. Or Odd Rod. Most people drift them. Yeah, and, and this for, guy is drag racing them. Yeah, that's what I started off pretty much with that car. I wanted to be able to do 100-mile-an-hour drifts in that thing. So I made a 700-horsepower car, but... I put an automatic transmission in it, which in my mind, I was like, it was cheaper than going six-speed to be able to hold the power at the time. So I could take off 80, 90 mile an hour and just blow the tires off sideways up the road. And that's what I did. It was fun for a while, but then I started racing people. So I started racing people. I got into that part of it, and then it snowballed four years later into what it is now. So. Well, just people, an all-out drag car. A lot yeah. of people don't know because they think, you know, the common misconception is uh, foreign cars, front-wheel drive. Those cars are actually rear-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. From the factory. And, yep, and they're a perfect car for an LS swap. Yeah, it, it worked out pretty good. I mean, it's it does pretty good. Right now, we're not done with it yet, but right now it's at 2,400 pounds. We expect it to be around 27 when it's complete and then less than 3,000 with me in it. And then right at 2,000 horsepower. So it should be pretty nasty. That is insane. Yeah. In a 240SX. Yep, a 95. <laughs> Imagine what your insurance agent thinks. Yeah, I'm going to insure my 240. Yeah. They wanted her. Well, we put it in her name because I got so much on my record that I can't put insurance in my name anymore. Even on a 240. <laughs> yeah. Um, I put it in her name, and they want her to drive it up there to look at it. And I'm just, nah, not going to happen. So we swung that. We told him it was broke down, and there's no way for her to drive it. We just want coverage. I love it. I love it. All right, Chris, I'll tell you what. Tell us a little bit. When is 864 Cash Days in Commerce? March 25th, 2017. Um, The gates will be open to the public around 1 o'clock or so to the racers, 10 o'clock that morning. That was getting there and get set up. Um, We're going to have a cruise that day for people that are racing in the streetcar classes. We're going to take them on a cruise of the interstate and all that stuff, come back, put them in staging lanes. Um, but, yeah, it's March 25th, and we now have a website. It's Better Built Custom, 
or no, it's betterbuiltproductions.com where you can purchase tickets if you want to register your car ahead of time or buy tickets for the race. You can get them on there. Um, so that should be up and going in the next few days, too. So. That sounds great. I tell you what, Chris, thank you so much for being on the show, man. I mean, All right, guys, you're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour on 106.3 WORD. Thanks for listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Interact, share, and connect with Rob and Odd Rod. Hit the on-air button at 1063WORD.com. Scroll to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Find out more about the show. Listen on demand at Interact 24-7. Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Supercharged Auto Talk. 1063WORD. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.